and I'm with Arda from, I'm sorry, Ida from The Grand Doll, and Kayla from Cake Dolls, and this is Mingyo Bingo, where you keep on collecting dolls, but never seem to win the game. Today we are here at Doll Acon, part of Acon, in uh, Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, we are on day four of the uh, convention, uh, so it is Sunday. Everybody is thinking about how to get home, how to pack up, how to get out of their hotel rooms, and they are graciously giving my, their time to me before they open their booths for the day. Um, so thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, so I'm going to ask this question to both of you. Um, why did you come to Doll Acon? Um, I came last year. I was invited last year to do live recepts. Um, I did that. Uh, Ida attended as uh, just an attendee. Um, and then we started talking more about dolls. And then we started to collaborate together. And then by the time that this year rolled around, we were um, full-on business partners working together. And we were invited again. And uh, we're very happy to be here. Yeah, your booths are wonderful. And I'm excited to talk in a little bit about um, some of your new products that you're working on. Um, so obviously, you have to be stuck at the vendor booth for a greater portion of the day. Yes. Um, is there anything else in particular you look you're look well you looked forward to or you look forward to still today doing at Acon? Um, I know that uh, Aida uh, had a fun time yesterday with her daughter looking for a perfect backpack. Nice. Yes, I found. found I found. Uh, the cutest uh, backpack <laughs> ever. What did it? What was it? Was it themed? Uh, it was, I believe, uh, some kind of uh, kitty. Aww. Yes. And, and the it, eyes um, are covered, and they're magnetic, and you can fold them down. Oh no! So it's so cute. That sounds super cute. Yeah, shopping is one of my favorite things at conventions too. I had a hundred for food and a hundred for shopping and I have twenty dollars left so that kind of <laughs> gives you an idea. Um, so Ida, your shop is full of 3D printed dolls and other miniature items. How do you think 3D printing has changed the doll hobby? It's changed a lot and it uh, would change uh, more and more uh, because um, 3D printing itself, uh, it's getting more popular. When I started, uh, I um, didn't um, meet uh, big market. So I, I start uh, my doll hobby, my, my um, doll hobby uh, with uh, 3D printing. So it, first it was 3D printing and then dolls. And uh, I was trying to to sell uh, 3D printable files, and uh, I don't need a uh, market big enough for it. But it's getting bit bigger, bigger, and it's uh, quite easy to get into it when you have uh, your software and you can start and practice and uh, get your first product very easily. Nice. Yeah, and of course there's places like Shapeways where you can just put your file there and people can buy it and Absolutely. then you get the commission essentially yes. which is you, you, an amazing thing yeah. and you don't need to be profi in 3d printing itself right um, so 
Kayla, of, once again, of Cake Dolls and Ida of LeGrand Dolls. So Kayla, all of your pet dolls are 3D printed. What do you think, how far can we go with 3D printing in the future? What do you think this is going to bring to the doll hobby in the far future? Um, well, I know a lot of companies are already 3D printing and um, make their prototypes in 3D printing. Um, however, I've discovered with uh, uh, Shapeways uses nylon, uh, which is that kind of gritty texture, yeah. which I find perfect for pet dolls because it kind of gives them some life. Yes. Um, it's not so good for human dolls. Right. Um, it's It can be done, and it's perfectly okay, uh, such as Sweet Dolls does that as well. Um, she 3D prints her dolls um, with Shapeways. However, there is these... Uh, 3D printing in resin, which is amazing. Yes, the uh, ones that are UV cured from a bed of resin, yes. and it shoots the laser down, and it but layer by layer it builds up the resin. Yes, right now, um, the 3D printed resin yellows quickly. Oh. So you can't make a full doll in this resin, um, but it is great for prototypes because it sands so easy um, at the hourly time that you're spent sanding is cut down by tenfold. It's just amazing. So they need to make a UV protect one and that's what you hope for in the future? Yes. Yes. If anyone's listening, please UV protect resins for 3D printers. It's so difficult because they're UV cured. So how do you make UV protect and UV cured at oh. the same time? Shucks, that's a good point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, so, Ida, um, the grand doll, when you're looking through the the inventory on the shop, it looks like it really started with inanimate objects, like oddball household things. There was a chair, a rocking unicorn, a coffee table. What prompted the jump from there to making a doll? It was uh, the other way. I started with doll, and uh, what I made uh, for my uh, shop, what, what, you, what you saw uh, at uh, my website, is made for my dolls. So gotcha. I need, for example, uh, a chair to make a photo. And I made a chair, I printed it, and I, I, I decided, why don't sell it? Exactly, <laughs> you need all the work already. Yes. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, so you also made a scorpion doll. Yeah. Some collectors might find this to be an odd choice. That being said, you sold the one you brought to the convention this weekend. <laughs> Why a scorpion? Because uh, making joints is my favorite part of making dolls. So what uh, what uh, creature can have more joints than scorpion? Yeah, that's a lot. You get the tail-like thing that's yes. similar to like a mermaid tail, plus you have all the arachnid-like joints mm -hmm. with many, 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 many joints. Yes, my scorpion contains uh, 70 three parts. O M G. That's 73 joints everyone. <laughs> How is that to string? <laughs> it has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven elastic cords. Wow. How long does it take you to string one? Two days. Two days? Yes. <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. Um, so talking about new and interesting dolls. Cake Dolls recently announced Kiki, um, which will be Kiwi. your... Kiki? Kiwi. Kiwi, sorry. I, I'm, I'm a bad trans... 
bad, bad Becca, kiwi, like the wonderful fruit. Yes. Uh, which will be your first hand-casted doll, I believe? Yes. What's it like casting the resin yourself? Oh, it's so fun. Um, okay, so I described it to someone like, <sighs> resin is really difficult to use. Um, there's, anything can happen. So I describe it as Christmas Day with poor parents. You're still excited, but it's kind of disappointing at the same time. <laughs> what was your first resin disaster? Um, I forgot to put extra rubber bands around my molds poured in the resin and it all leaked out. I kind of had... On, on my molds. <laughs> on, on <laughs> leaked out everywhere. And it was... Uh, the, the parts were hollow um, oh. and half-filled and it was not fun because I ended up with half a doll that I had to throw away. Oh, and resin isn't cheap, guys. No, it's not particularly cheap. Silicone costs more, though. Yeah. Um, I, there was one interview I was seeing with an artist and they actually used... Uh, dental grade silicone for the molds mm. which apparently lasted longer but apparently was crazy expensive oh yes so uh, I can't imagine she just got lucky because her like uncle or something was like oh, nice. a dentist so yeah all these pieces that go into making a doll that a resin doll and all the time that it takes to 3d print and design in the program just take a long time um, speaking of which since you both 3d print uh, what programs do you use? ZBrush. ZBrush? Yeah. Is it a paid program or is it free? You have to pay for it. Okay. Yeah. So, is it like one of those pay once though? Not like the Adobe, like, stick a knife in you and twist deals? <laughs> um, I, th I think it's pay once. Okay. Yes, it's pay, you pay, uh, pay for uh, license. Once. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> because goodness knows I would love to use Adobe Audition for my podcast, but they've moved to this terrible model, terrible for us, where you actually have to pay monthly oh, for the Adobe license. What? Yeah, no, it's insane. There's a free version of ZBrush. Um, I forget what it's called, but if you look for it, um, it doesn't have as many capabilities as the full ZBrush, um, but you can still play with sculpting. Uh, and if you just Google ZBrush, then I think you can find it. What was the first thing you modeled in a 3D? A doll head. Really? You went right for it? Yes. <laughs> what was the mistake that you made with it? Um, I There's a button called DynaMesh um, that makes uh, every, it makes you allows you to have more polygons mm -hmm. uh, for higher detail. I did not use the DynaMesh button, and I ended up with this weird unusable form hmm. um, if I tried to dynamesh it it just turned into a bunch of triangles so oh wow um, so your other dolls for sale on uh, cake dolls website are um, the rat the cat the crow and the goat there's not that many people that really just specialize in pet dolls why are you so into making pet dolls um, I really wanted my own cat, um, and I couldn't afford the uh, Eve the cat. Yeah. However, um, I'm discovering with the pet dolls that um, the Russians have a stronghold on making amazing animals. Yes, uh, Elio specifically. Yes. Yeah. Uh, every time we think of a new animal to make, he makes it already. Um, 
also the scorpion she, uh, Ida was working on the scorpion yeah and um, as soon as she was almost done um, was it Eve 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 the cat started working on one too oh wow so it's like even that is insane so yeah um, I'm, I'm gonna slow my roll on making animal dolls just because the market is kind of being uh, it's it's competitive yes it's competitive yeah but uh I'm happy I'm, I'm happy to say that she offered kits at this convention as well as a stringing workshop and a blushing workshop for the dolls and I was able to recreate of course most of the people listening to this if you've listened to my other co- podcasts Hippo, which was one of my cats, um, I was able to recreate a tabby striping pattern on this little cat. And as always for all my pets, my favorite part is the little little pads on the paws that are now blushed pink. And 3D resin is really interesting because it has a very, like she mentioned in the beginning, a very tough, rough tooth to it. So you don't have to clear coat it uh, with a matte coat to start working with it you can just start blushing it and it has enough tooth to pick up a lot of actually the pigment on the first round Um, what would you say is the next step after you blush it or do you typically leave it there Um, seal it and then if I need to blush it again I typically use an airbrush at home Mm -hmm. so I don't have to do layers of pastel Um, but always seal it and then gloss uh, I gloss the eyes, and then uh, maybe the hooves on your goat. The hooves, and then maybe the horns, and oh, that makes sense. Yeah, things like that. Um, let's see. So, comparison to your pet dolls, Kiki has a little bit more stylized proportions. Yes, uh, I always do stylized proportions in my dolls. Okay, so. Why, what I, why does that appeal to you more than um, what would someone would consider like a traditional n- normative proportion? <laughs> um, I really liked, uh, I, I like uh, Kinoko dolls, I like um, Inaibi, uh, and I wanted, and I also liked, uh, that's funny enough, my main inspiration was uh, those little uh, Monster High static figures that are about uh, yeah, four yeah. inches tall with the skinny torso and the big feet. And that was my main inspiration for Huey. Um, for my other dolls that I made, such as Coffee, Hazel, um, etc., um, I typically try to make as many different types of bodies as possible. Mm-hmm. I have one named Anna, um, and she's very thin. Uh, and then Hazel, of course, is uh, plus size. Um, and Coffee is kind of in between with large hips and a big butt and um, small bust. So just kind of, you know, just varying it um, because a lot of dolls are just kind of standard. Yes, and uh, the ring doll was saying the same thing, that they, they are looking forward, in the Q&A session, they were looking forward to making more and more body types because the world isn't just one body type. So... Yeah, it's wonderful to have more options out there. Um, so this is a question for both of you. Uh, I'll start with uh, Ida from La Grand Doll first. Um, so looking at the progression of items available in both of your shops, you can definitely see the increase of skill over time. Is there a current 
stall project that you feel is beyond your current skills that you want to work up to? Uh, yes, I have a very uh, long, uh, a long time ago started uh, project uh, Oliver, and uh, he's uh, MSD size boy, uh, and uh, maybe uh, I don't know. Uh, Kayla just said uh, that she is trying to. Uh, very uh, different uh, body types but uh, my dolls I feel like they uh, dis decided it <laughs> themselves uh, what what kind of body they want to have mm -hmm. and uh, sometimes it's just difficult to um, make a next step uh, when you try something and uh, you can get it like uh, project you want doesn't want it <laughs> and uh, it's kind of yeah and Oliver is still a head right now yes he has head he has uh, hands and um, that's it <laughs> so the part that's Almost. stumping you is the, the, the jointing in the middle or the shape uh, the jointing the jointing yes. which is you said is your favorite part but it's also yes the hardest part <laughs> so the hardest but the most rewarding. <laughs> mm -hmm. Wonderful. And uh, what about you? Is there anything you feel is beyond your current skill repertoire? Of course, everything. <laughs> <laughs> is there a particular thing that you want to work towards? Um, yes, I would like to improve my jointing to be as good as Aida. Well, there you go. Well, you have a mentor. Yes. <laughs> That's wonderful. Um, is there anything outside of 3D sculpting in the doll hobby that you would like to work on your skills for? Um, I do a lot of um, modifications to um, already made dolls, and I, uh, it's kind of funny, um, I started coffee uh, tradi traditionally sculpted, and then I made a lot of mistakes because it was my first doll, um, and I didn't know the weight of the resin, I didn't know how to prime properly, and you know, just a lot of first time mistakes. Um, I still love her, and I 100% do not regret making her. Um, she's discontinued now because I feel like I can improve. Um, what was her name? Coffee. Coffee. Nice. Uh, I love coffee. I'm drinking she some right now. She is right now. Yes, it has the Omni Hotels and Resort logo on it, and a lot of all your little, uh, uh, what do you call it? Those cozies, so you yes. don't burn your hands yes. off. Um, so I love coffee, um, and I don't like coffee anymore. Um, I, she's not my favorite. But you so still like the drink. I still like the drink. <laughs> yes. Um, with coffee, your older doll, was there a particular point that you still love? Um, I love that she's traditionally sculpted. So um, I don't traditionally sculpt anymore because I feel like I'm, I'm better apted uh, to 3D sculpting. However, um, it's funny whenever I have a print and the joints don't work, I want to fix it by hand. Mm -hmm. And Ida wants to fix it on the computer. Right. And I'm like, oh, I know how to fix it right now. So I can just take some putty, I can take some sanding and just fix it. Right. And then um, I was like, oh, well, we can just adjust it on the computer. So we kind of have that uh, ability to change whatever we need to um, in any medium. That's, that's very good. So when you fix it physically, then you do you take t calipers to it and then adjust the file, or? Uh, no, because these will be our final masters. Oh, I see. 
because you take the 3D prints and then you work on it next. That's really cool. Okay, so this one I really want to talk about because it's really interesting and unique. Uh, the Grand Doll has what I think might be the first Asian Ball Jointed Doll subscription service for your one little doll. Um, how did you get this idea? Uh, it's not actually a doll subscription, it's file subscription. Okay. And I made uh, my Dory very, uh, she's a baby girl and she is very easy to print by, by yourself. Uh, like you are buying uh, the file and you print it by uh, yourself and she's very easy to assemble. Uh, you don't need any magnets and so on. You just print and very easy assemble her. And uh, I offer uh, stuff for her every month. You get uh, something for Dory. It, uh, it could be outfit. I made a fully 3D printable outfit, including wig and I, it could be furniture, toys, it could be even bed, and you get your f file uh, every month and print it. How many files have you created for the service so far? Uh, so far it's four. Four. Four, four, uh, four editions, four parts. And nice. I, 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 I didn't get uh, further yet. <laughs> That's okay. It's. It's an amazing idea because it's, we're getting to the point where uh, a simple 3D printer can be around $200 to bring into your home, 200 US dollars, I should specify. Um, and with that, you can start making accessories for a doll pretty easily, which is a really amazing thing. It's an ingenious idea, I have to say. Thank you. <laughs> it's super, super cool. Um, so uh, Going back to cake dolls, uh, Kiwi's on pre-order right now, right? Yes, um, so basically uh, the pre-order is always open. I can make her in any color. I have the power. Uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, just send me a color sample. Someone asked for MS Paint Cyan at like that bright, bright blue. Um, and I was able to manage to make a really nice blue. And it's beautiful. Like I would have never picked this color myself. Nice. Um, so uh, it only takes me, um, depending on when I can get down to the studio, uh, it only takes me a couple weeks. But I want to allow myself some more time for uh, finishing touches and making sure that she's perfect before I send her out. So you said when you get down to the studio. So do you go somewhere else than your house to work on this? Yes. Uh, is it a place you rent or? Um, it is actually um, a three D print hub in uh, Kyle, Texas. Um, it's three, de uh, three degrees askew, um, uh, Taylor uh, still runs it. Um, he's amazing, he lets us use all of his equipment. We just pay him 15 bucks a day and we get to run around and do whatever we want. That um, is fabulous. It is amazing. He has like 10 or 13 printers and he printed half of the printers himself. And he is a genius. Um, he has um, all the vacuum chamber, the pressure pot, all the silicone, all the resin, everything that we need to make dolls. That is insane. It's amazing. Does he have different brands of printers or just one or two brands? Uh, different brands. I don't know specifically what they are. I know because I heard sometimes the file will work fine on one printer and then will totally work up on another when you try to print it. It's different technique. Yeah. Different printing. It's, it's weird to think that you'd think it's just a 3D file. It just puts 
the x, y, and z coordinates there and puts a, a piece of the matter, piece of the filament there, but apparently different um, printers are a little bit more finicky, which is something I didn't realize until like recently when I went on a YouTube stint on 3D printing <laughs> because of researching for all this. Um, so we're getting to the lovely end of the interview, and once again, thanks for both of your time. I do want to ask one more question, which is the question we all ask ourselves is, how did we get here? So if you could blame your entry into the hobby on just one doll, who would it be, and did you buy them? Okay, this is going to be, so it's going to show my age in the hobby. That's okay. Let's CPL. Nice. Everyone had one. Um, I saw, I was actually, um, back in like 2006 or so, um, it was a daily deviation on DeviantArt. It was a picture of L. Wow, that's cool. So I was like, oh, that's so cool. What is it? And then I looked it up, and then my best friend in high school had one. Lucky. So I was like, oh, I get to play with it. So I never owned one, but I got to play with it. And then um, I fell in love with dolls, and I got my own Lutz. Uh, I got a, a Kid Delph Cherry as my first doll, and I went on from there. So you never bought the L. Do you still want to buy an L? No. No? I'm tired of them. Ah, your, your aesthetic has changed. Uh, my aesthetic has changed, and also um, everyone in the world had an L at the time. <laughs> So I'm tired of seeing it. Yeah, the part of the fun is just, since there were so many, seeing how each of them was a little different. Yes, of course. So, uh, uh, Ida, same question. If you could blame your entry into the hobby on just one doll, which one would it be? It would be definitely Kaiki doll Skiri. Oh. I adore her. <laughs> Yay. Um, do you have one? No. Not yet. <laughs> no, no, because uh, I'm trying to stack on my dolls. Uh, th this way, I could uh, not. Um, it would be more aesthetic, like. Uh, yes, kind uh, of building to your own preferences. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's. It's difficult finding the exact right thing in the hobby, and it used to be you either settled or modded for it because there were so little options. And now there's so many options, it's crazy. So once again, this was Ida from The Grand Doll and Kayla from Cape Dolls, who graciously gave me their 31 minutes or so of their time this morning. <laughs> so thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you so much. And remember guys, keep on collecting dolls, but keep a budget. <laughs>